Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Welcome to the City of David Dartford podcast. Be blessed as you listen to this message from our pastor. Glory be to God. We thank God that once again we are in the presence of the Most High God, able to gather unto him again. And we thank God because the God that we serve is mighty and he does great things. Hallelujah. Please, shall we pray? Our Father in heaven, we thank you. Lord Almighty, we thank you for the grace you have given us to come before you again. We thank you, Lord, for the grace you have given us to be able to listen to you again. Lord, we ask, please speak to us yourself. Let us hear what you have for us today and grant us the grace to be doers of your word. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. We thank God Almighty that we're able to come before him once again, that we're alive and well, that the Lord himself has preserved us. We thank him for that. And um, as we all know, in the city of David, it is our month of sacrifice. So at this time, really, when it comes to the almighty God, what he's telling us is that he's going to take us into those things that relate to sacrifice. The Lord is going to make sure that we get into those things that we need to know as it pertains to sacrifice. I'll be speaking to us today on a topic that I titled the winning sacrifice. I'll be speaking on the winning sacrifice. And the reason why it's important for us to understand this topic, why it's important for us to work on a topic like this, is that we need to know that the Lord that we serve has so many different kinds of sacrifices that people are offering, which actually plays a part in what actually eventually happens. There are a lot of factors that are at play in things that happen in the world. As we all know, we're spirit beings. We live in a body and we have a soul. So as spirit beings, we're quite particular about the spiritual activities that happen and spiritual sacrifices and events that um, shape the lives of people. I'd want us to look at a few scriptures that pertain to sacrifices which were offered in in the Bible and how those sacrifices played a part in the course of events, how those sacrifices determined what eventually happened. And this will help us to understand how some particular sacrifices could actually win while some other sacrifices fail to work. The first scripture I want us to look at is actually one that shows us that as Christians, we need to also be people who recognize the importance of sacrificing. And as Christians who are followers of Christ, 
we wish to do as Jesus did. So we also make sure we know it's important to sacrifice. I want us to look at the book of Revelations. We'll be reading chapter 13, verse eight. Revelations 13, and we'll be looking at verse eight. Now, in Revelation 13, verse 8, the Bible is telling us about the way the Lord himself operates. And the Bible says, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Now, I want us to keep this scripture there for a while and just try and understand what the scripture is telling us. It's actually referring to a particular beast. There are so many beasts that are gonna come at the end of time, at the end of the ages. And there's one particular beast that showed up around that time is in the form of an animal, like a leopard or something. And this beast, was made to be very powerful. That beast began to terrorize many people. And eventually the people of the world began to worship him. The Bible is referring to the people who worshiped him as those whose names were not written in the book of life. They were the ones who were left after the rapture and things were happening, they were the ones who, whose names were not written in the book of life. And the Bible now described the person who owned that book of life. It described him as the lamb who was slain from the foundations, foundation of the world. So that's the book of life that is owned by Jesus Christ because it's the lamb of God. Now, if the Bible tells us that the lamb that is being referred to here was slain from the foundation of the world, it means that when the Lord wants to do a work that is great, one of the things he will do at inception is to make a sacrifice. They, there are things that you need to do because the, the, when you are starting anything, whether it's a company, whether it's a business, whether it's a, an organization, even if you, you want to, you are starting a new life in that there's conception, there's pregnancy, there's delivery. At the beginning, that thing is most at risk of failing because at that time, it is prone to adversities. It is weak. It is frail. It's just starting off. It's yet to, you know, gain momentum and become, you know, able to survive on its own. At that time, you need to invest everything you have, whether it's time, energy, intellect, and so on, to protect and to nurture it because it's in its infancy. Whatever it is, you're starting. Now, the Bible is telling us here that when the Lord was to begin the world, what he did at the laying of that foundation was that he made a sacrifice. 
these kind of sacrifices are done to ensure that there is a guarantee because what you do when you do that, those kind of sacrifices is that you invoke external agency to help you to succeed. And as Christians, the sacrifice we're referring to this month is talking about the sacrifices that are made to the almighty God. So the sacrifice is not saying that you will not make effort or you won't do work or that that office you opened, you will not need to make sure you get there on time. You will, you will still need to do all those things, but you have provided, you have laid the foundation with a sacrifice to make sure that the almighty, because you are sacrificing to the almighty God, that the almighty sees that this thing that you are doing, you have asked him to be a partner in it. You have already done the sacrifice to the almighty God, asking him, Lord, do not leave me to this work alone. Please get involved. Let angelic help be sent. Let the Lord be among the investors. Let it be impossible for this thing to, to fail. So you will still have to work. You will still have to do things. But by laying that sacrifice you have done, you have asked for extra help. Now, sometimes it's easy to just wonder, well, if it's God that is laying the foundation, why then did God need to perform a sacrifice? Who is God calling upon? if he's making a sacrifice. There are so many things we should understand concerning this. Many a times the Lord is doing things, even sometimes you will see Jesus himself doing it. They are doing it in order to teach us what we should do. So if we see the almighty God laying a foundation, are we laying a sacrifice at foundation? Is he calling for another God? No, he's not calling for another God. But he's trying to tell us, amongst other things, he's trying to tell us that we also should imbibe the, um, the habit of making sacrifices whenever you are starting a big project. Whenever you are starting a new project, understand the role of the sacrifice. Now, there are all kinds of forces that are at work. So you're going to open that office, you're going into that marriage, you're going into that venture. There's some one kind of concept that you have and you want to go into it. You must know that as you are embarking on it, some other powers are set to indict. So if you know that those powers, you do not have the agency to fight them on your own, you want to call for the almighty God to get involved. The Lord, the Bible describes him as the one who knows the end from the beginning. So those intentions of the enemy for the future, the Lord already knows them. And because you invite him with that sacrifice, he's able to prepare for such things on your behalf. Now, so the Lord laid that foundation, he's done it as an example for us to follow. He laid that foundation with a sacrifice. And he also, one of the things we see there too is this, the Bible was telling us that at the time when um, Abraham decided that he will obey God and offer Isaac, even though the Lord stopped him, 
the Lord had accepted that sacrifice because he was willing to do it. So it was, you know, we are of them that collect those things that be not as though they were. God had seen that sacrifice offered even before it was done. He has seen his heart. Now, the Bible says there that even though there was nobody higher than God for the Lord to swear by, the Bible says he swore by himself. So many a times you will see the Lord doing things that are making, making us puzzled. That, well, what exactly is God doing? But God is just making us understand that you, that name, the way he would, he would invoke his own name to do something and he would use his own, um, it, it was as if he was putting his reputation at stake. You know, he's trying to tell us that we also, who put his reputation at stake if you know the stakes are high now when you do a sacrifice like that it will take the almighty god to fail for that thing to fail because you have committed it into his hands you have committed it completely into his hands now i want us to remember something and we would look at a few scriptures that relate to this it is not um, for us to think that, um, well, when the Lord did this thing, you know, um, maybe it was only God that was into such things and so on. But we must understand that the Lord Jesus Christ himself, as the son of God, God had sacrificed him before the foundation of the earth. So the, the deed was done that this guy would go for that earth to succeed this boy will be killed. When Jesus, Jesus himself now came to the earth, what we saw was that he himself submitted to that sacrifice. He agreed for him to be killed so that the will of the father will come to pass. So what had happened there was this, the father had sacrificed the son, the son sacrificed himself. So in that act, Jesus himself, has, the Father taught us something about sacrificing, but Jesus himself came again and taught us the importance of sacrificing. So for us as Christians, there is no way you can talk about overemphasizing a sacrifice. We must teach and reteach it because we must imbibe and practice it. Now, the Bible says in the book of, it's, this is a very popular scripture in John chapter 3, verse 16. John chapter 3, verse 16. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, on the day Jesus came and he told the Father that not my will, but your will be done, that day Jesus had laid his life down. That day, the moment Jesus committed to that act, he laid his life down. Now, when he even decided to come to the world as well, he had, he had agreed to it. But on that day at the Garden of Gethsemane, it was, it was done, and Jesus indeed was killed for us. Now, as I said earlier on, the Bible is not telling us that the moment we've made a sacrifice, that is it. No. 
Jesus died so that the world will be gained. As the Bible says that for God so loved the world. Now the love Jesus had for the world was not a love that is um, self-centered. It was because he wanted to make sure we are overcomers, that we do not live in the world as losers. Rather, we are in the world as people who will dominate. So it is by that sacrifice that God set us free from bondage. It is by that sacrifice that the Lord caused us to overcome the devil. It is by that sacrifice mm -hmm. that we actually came into sonship and into the status that causes us to be in dominion. Now, God prepared the sacrifice from the foundation because he already knew that Satan was going to come to corrupt the world. Now, if you, if any one of us was going into something, business, um, marriage, even having a child, um, starting an education, having an exam coming up, whatsoever it is, something is about to happen, we have an expectation, we are looking up to God for something. What we understand is what God has done here, that God knows what trouble is ahead. So even though the Satan, Satan was going to um, fall from grace, he was going to be in opposition, he was going to come to attack men on earth. As Satan was planning all those things, the Lord already knew. Whatever the Lord is planning concerning us, whatever Satan is planning concerning the children of God, God knows. So from the moment you are making a sacrifice, concerning that future that is ahead of you, God goes ahead to see what Satan is planning and begins to checkmate him in different ways. It just begins to prepare for him. So it does not matter what Satan brings, that thing is not able to stop you. It becomes impossible. So no matter what happens, the will of God will still come to pass. So for the world, for example, what God did at that time is what, what actually set us free. So it does not matter what Satan brings as we go on, we are already liberated and those things are not going to be of effect. Those things are not able to do us any harm. Now, I want us to look at what the devil does as well. So we're gonna do a bit of reading here and how the devil prepares and how things could happen at times and things could be different. In this book of Second Kings, we're going to read chapter three. And I'll first of all read from verse 10 to 20, then we will jump to 27 um, and 28. So Second Kings chapter three, we'll read from verse 10 to 20. In this scripture, what you find is that there were three kings who came together because a powerful nation was coming against them. So they decided to come together and mount up a, a, a defense against the, uh, the assault that was coming. So the king of Israel, the king of Judah, 
and then the king of Edom, they came together, three kings, because the king of Moab alone was coming, but he was a very powerful king at the time. So I'll read from verse 10. The Bible says in verse 10, and the king of Israel said, alas, that the Lord had called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. And this was because they were already thirsty, their beasts were thirsty, they were now feeling weak and faint, they were worried that maybe the people will not be able to fight by the time they get to the battlefront. So the king of Israel just felt, oh, God has set us up to fail. Later on, we will understand why the king of Israel was the one who exclaimed, and not any of the other kings. Because there is, there are things, if you do not prepare ahead, if you are not one who is sacrificing the way you should, sometimes you get into fear, even when there will always be a warfare, there will always be issues, but what is it that would invoke the anxiety? You know, so this guy immediately became afraid. The Bible now says in verse 11, it says, but Jehoshaphat said, is there not here a prophet of the Lord that we may inquire, inquire of the Lord by him? And one of the king of Israel's servants answered and said, this is the king of Israel's servants. The prophet was in Israel. Here he is, Elisha, the son of Shaphat, which poured water on the hands of Elijah. And Jehoshaphat said, the word of the Lord is with him. Because Jehoshaphat was in right standing. He says, so the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom went down to him. They all went to meet Elisha. And Elisha said unto the king of Israel, what have I to do with thee? Get thee to the prophets of your father. Now, I want us to know who his father was. The king of Israel at this time was Jehoram. And he was the son of Ahab who was husband to Jezebel. So he was saying, go back to the prophets of your father. Those are the prophets of Baal. So he said, get thee to the prophets of your father and to the prophets of thy mother. And the king of Israel said unto him, nay, for the Lord had called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. And Elisha said, as the Lord of hosts liveth before whom I stand, surely were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I would not look toward thee, nor see thee. He now says, but now bring me a minstrel. Jehoshaphat was a man who had a reason to be able to come before the prophet of God. And I said, but now get, bring me a minstrel. And it came to pass when the minstrel played that the hand of the Lord came upon him. And he said, as Elisha said, thus saith the Lord, make this valley full of ditch, ditches. For thus saith the Lord, ye shall not see wind, neither shall ye see rain. Yet that valley shall be filled with water that ye may drink both ye and your cattle and your beasts. And this is but a light thing in the sight of the Lord. He will deliver the Moabites also into your hand. They came for water, but he was saying, no, it's not just water. The Lord has seen the battle before you and he will deliver the Moabites into your hand. The Bible says, and ye, in verse 19, and ye shall smite every fenced city 
and every choice city, the city of the Moabites was, they were highly fortified. He will smite every fence city and every choice city and shall fell every good tree and stop all wells of water and mar every good piece of land with stones. In verse 20, the Bible says, and it came to pass in the morning when the meat offering was offered. And it came to pass in the morning. The prophecy had gone. But the fulfillment of the prophecy came when the meat offering was offered. At those times, they always have to kill bulls and so on. It says that, behold, there came water by the way of Edom, and the country was filled with water. So immediately, and the Lord had promised them he would deliver, he will, he will, they will overcome the Moabites. Now I want us to look at one important thing that happened. They began to overcome Moabites indeed. The Moabites fled from them and they entered into, they took the battle to Moab and began to destroy the cities the way the prophet had prophesied that the Lord had agreed to help them to overcome. But something later happened, and we'll look at that in verses 26 and 27 of 2 Kings chapter 3, verses 26 and 27. The Bible says, and when the king of Moab saw that the battle was too sore for him, he took with him 700 men that drew swords to break through even unto the king of Edom but he could not. He wanted to go and kidnap the king of Edom so that he will use that as a bail, as a, as a bailout for him. One thing you must know, when the enemy becomes desperate, if they, if they become very desperate, they will offer a sacrifice you will not have thought they could offer. And it will not matter. And sometimes you will hear that witches kill their children. It is true. When they really must get people that they believe has been, have, have been difficult for them to get. They will up their sacrifice and they will do things that are unimaginable. These are satanic sacrifices. So the Bible says in verse 27, then he took his eldest son that should have reigned in his stead. He had other sons too, he could have offered them, but he wanted that sacrifice to be high. So he took the eldest son that should have reigned in his stead and offered him for a bond offering upon the wall. And there was a great indignation against Israel and they departed from him and returned to their own land. So he did not overcome Israel, but Israel just left. They did not kill him, they didn't, they didn't finish the mission, they just left. Something just happened in the spiritual and then the, the battle that was saw against him ended and the people went back. And that's how he saved himself that day. So sometimes they will do things that are extreme because they know the power of a sacrifice. They will do things that are extreme. Now, if this man sacrificed the first son and it did not work, he will keep sacrificing the other children. Sometimes God will just say, look, let this thing be. And he will reverse the thing and let that man go free. So the man went free on that day. Now, what sacrifice are we talking about? The first thing I want us to know is this, and I'm gonna just quickly finish off around this point. First of all, Jesus has done it. He has laid, he has laid down his life and has given his blood. 
we must remember at every time that that blood of Jesus Christ is there as a sacrifice that we call upon any time we want to call on God for a great work because he will always respect it. It's a sacrifice, you know, in perpetuity. Now, when it comes to us as well, we must understand this. It does not end with that sacrifice. It does not end. Jesus, as, the, as Christians, we are Christ-like, and they called us Christians because they saw that we were behaving like Christ. So what God is telling us really is that we also need to be sacrificing. We also, so the foundation has been laid, but we need to be building upon that foundation. So the sacrifice we'll be giving is not a, that we'll be making is not, they're not satanic sacrifices. They're sacrifices that are rightly aligned. So we make those sacrifices on that of Christ. Now it could be anything at all, but once you know it will cost you and you, you are you are focusing on something specific, you know, whatever that thing is, and it is a sacrifice that glorifies God, then yes, you make such sacrifices and the Lord becomes honored, you know, and then we are able to work with um, those sacrifices to get results. But as Christians, understand that the sacrifices are powerful and we always make those sacrifices on the one that Jesus has made in order to open doors for us. I just want us to pray briefly at this hour before we go into questions. I want to believe that people, you, you're preparing questions. Now, we are going to pray to the Almighty God that Lord, explain to me further the power of a sacrifice. Let me know the reason that you have brought this month, this theme of sacrifice to, to me. Let me know the reason that we have this theme. Let me understand the different ways that I can use the sacrifice to build myself out of difficulties, to get out of hard situations. Let me know how I can lay foundations with sacrifices. Lord, I pray to you, let me know how I can use sacrifices to bail other people out. Let me know how I can use sacrifices to strengthen my prayers. Let me know how I can use sacrifices to empower my life. Lord, teach me the different dimensions of this. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thank God Almighty. Let's go on now to Sister Yemi. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for that. that um, just what a great time in God's presence. Honestly, so many gems were dropped. So many, um, you know, it was it was so impactful, literally just really trying to understand, you know, the, the importance of sacrifice. You know, we, we talk about sacrifice all the time, but really the importance of, of sacrifices, you know, it's, yeah, it was a really, really good time. And I hope that people have questions. Please, just a reminder that if you have any questions, please ensure that you are putting them into the chat box on um on youtube and we will ensure we will do our best to you know to pick up all the questions um but you know just the importance you know you you, you mentioned about you know the importance of ensuring that when you're starting a project for example that you are starting with a sacrifice you know god obviously jesus um, god paid the ultimate sacrifice and then jesus christ came again and reinforced the importance of you know of the sacrifice um, and just, you know, anything that we're doing, if we want the backing of God and we want the backing of the Holy Spirit, you know, it's important that we are 
laying that foundation of you know of, of, of bringing forth a sacrifice um to make sure that we are partnering you know with god in everything that we do right from the start um but even making that first ultimate you know that first sacrifice is not that's it doesn't end there you know we need to ensure that we constantly uh we constantly almost like topping up our, our, our sacrificial pot <laughs> that we are constantly you know topping it up um and sometimes the devil would do what he can to you know to get in the way of that the devil will come and surprise you with something that is unimaginable that you just think oh, oh wow but you need to make sure that you are focused you know that you're focused on, on 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 what god is trying to do and you're focused on your partnering or your relationship with god um again God or Jesus Christ himself laid literally, you know, gave his life, the ultimate, the ultimate, ultimate sacrifice, um, you know, that he, he did. So yeah, just a reminder again, if you have any questions, please ensure that you will type in um, your questions into, um, into the chat. Um, so I just wanted to ask a question. Um, how do you, how do you know if your sacrifice, you know, you've given a sacrifice, you're starting a new project, you're starting a new work. How do you know that your, the sacrifice that you have given is enough? Yeah, I mean, and should you even be worried about it being enough or not being enough? Yeah, yeah, thank you for that. I think, yes, yeah, certainly that's an important question. Um, the first thing I'm going to say concerning that, because uh, there, there are two parts to that question. The first one is that, yes, you need to be concerned about what, whether or not that sacrifice is enough. When you look at um, the times when people will talk about sacrifices in the Bible, and I will, you know, Old Testament, New Testament, and all that, you know, what you will see really is that the sacrifice is always referring to something that is somewhat of quality. You know, it it has it's 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 not it's um. It, it must be of substance to the almighty God. Now, in terms of quality, that is dependent on the individual. So it's not as though um, the sacrifice I am to give is the same as the sacrifice another person is to give. No, it will depend on that individual. Now, so for you to be able to describe something as a sacrifice, normally you would want to say this is exceptional. So it's different when you're saying it's an offering or something, but when you're talking about sacrifice, you've gone above what you would usually do as a, 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 an offering, as it were, that's one. Two, you need to also be someone who is conscious um, of the expectations of God. The first thing I'm going to say concerning this thing, that when it comes to what we should actually give, is that for a Christian, when you look at the book of Romans, because this is New Testament now, in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, Paul was teaching us there, and what he said to us, I will just read that out, Romans 12, 1, very popular scripture. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. He was begging because he understood the importance that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable. It needs to be acceptable. It's not everything that is acceptable. Holy, acceptable, which is your reasonable service. What Paul was saying there answers this question that you raised in a way, which is that one, it's not everything that is acceptable. Two, what God is asking for really 
is that the person offers himself. It does not matter what the Christian offers. If you are not, you haven't offered yourself. So if you're a born again Christian, and that born again means you have truly decided that God owns you, you know? So it says only, meaning your whole being must be offered to God. No aspect of you must be kept away. There's no aspect that the Lord cannot touch. So you have houses, you have cars. God suddenly says, give me everything. Are you having a problem with that? You know. So once there's something we cannot, then we start having problems, really. So, But we must also be able to hear God. So sometimes God will just inspire you that, oh, why not do this? And that helps you. That's the leading, really. Do this in order for that thing to happen. And that, that will be it. I hope that answers your question. Yes, no, it did. thank you. And I hope that that was um, useful for everyone who's listening as well. No, so thank you. Um, we've got a couple of questions here, but I think you've probably, you've answered some of them um, already kind of as, as you were, you know, just discussing now. Um, the first one says, what sort, of, what sort of sacrifice does God accept, you know, considering that the examples that you've mentioned. So, um, and I guess you kind of mentioned it ultimately it's kind of just giving yourself. Um, you know, giving yourself to be available for Christ, um, giving yourself as a born again Christian, um, for example. Um, but do you have anything, anything extra to, to add to that? So yeah, yeah, I think all I would also just say, you know, Paul was speaking and he said, I'm willing to spend and to be spent for Christ. So what Paul was just talking about there, because whatever it is, must be something given. The way the Lord gave his only begotten son, his sacrifice is something offered, you know, so you 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 may not give money it may be that you spend yourself you know so paul was saying i'm willing to be spent so when you go to help motherless babies you go to help people who are in need you know it may be your work and that will be the sacrifice yeah yeah great thank you um thank you just uh, a couple more again i think you might have answered these already um as you were you know discussing but it just says does does god accept all sacrifice and i think you already mentioned that that not not all sacrifices um can be um will be accepted um by god um it certainly has to be something of substance and i think somebody else uh, mentions it it has to be something yeah bj johnson says the only substance that we know is money what other things do we give that we can term a sacrifice i think definitely has to be something of substance um debbie zabel says the sacrifice must have a worth attached to it and that's you know absolutely 100 it must be something that is um, of value of substance um but actually uh, that's a good question from bj johnson actually the only substance that we know is money what other things do we give or can we term a sacrifice and i think if you think back to you know you know back in the day where sacrifices were yeah definitely giving yourself um, giving the time bulb, we also hear of, you know, giving, um, I don't know, physical, I don't know, rams or goats or, or whatnot. So apart from actually like giving yourself to be used by God, is there anything else that you can give as sacrifice other than money also? Yeah, certainly. You know, for some people, you know, sometimes people do not have money. You, we don't need to have money, really. Sometimes people are hospitable, you know, so open your doors, somebody, you house that person. It's a sacrifice. Some people will never be able to dream of doing that. That No, they can't do that. So if you can do that, it may be tough, but if you can do it and you do it properly, because when you sacrifice and you house somebody, you can't start um, bossing that person around. The person must really be taken care of. You know, so then it is an acceptable sacrifice because you allow that person to feel as if that's their house as well. 
you don't behave as if it's you know you are the one who owns the house and decides yeah so then it's a sacrifice it's or you could be driving people somewhere for example you know people somebody has a problem with getting to work you suddenly notice and you decide i will always go pick this person up drop the person at work before i go to my place of work and you do it consistently you know that kind of thing you've yeah that's a sacrifice Absolutely. Thank you. Um, and again, Deborah Zuber just says that time, our substance, our talents can also be offered as sacrifice. And that's just in line with what you're saying. You know, if you um, have the capacity to do something for somebody else, you know, like driving somebody somewhere or inviting people into your home, it definitely can be classed also as sacrifice because ultimately you're going out of your way to, to, to you know, to, to please somebody else or you're going out of your way to help help somebody out. Um, Another question, if you have a, if you have given a sacrifice and it's not acceptable, how do you know that your sacrifice has not been accepted? You know, if I've given something, if I'm trying to partner with God and God has, um, and I feel like I need to give a sacrifice and I know I need to give a sacrifice and I've done it, but it's not acceptable. How, how do, or, or, or it's not enough. How do I know that it's not enough? Yeah, thank you. That's also a very important question. And one of the things we would remember really is that the Bible tells us a lot about this kind of things. Um, when there are a number of ways by which we can know, one of the things you want to think about is that you want to think about what you have done really. Um, so I will first of all, just read the book of First Corinthians chapter 13. I will read verse 1, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1. Um, the Bible says here, it says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and I have not charity, I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all, all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And do I bestow, in verse three, it now says, do I bestow all my goods to feed the poor? And do I give my body to be burnt and have not charity profited me nothing? So first thing really is that if you do not do that thing in love, mm. If that person you're doing the thing to becomes somebody who owns, who owes you something, and maybe in future you're gonna with for every, um, despite everything I did for him, despite every, the person has lost. That person didn't sacrifice anything. But when you do it in love, and that person owes you nothing within you, you have no. That's first. You you the thing is is it qualifies. Then two. Sometimes the Holy Ghost, that's just practical one, but the Holy Ghost ministers to, to you. So if what you did was in line with the Holy Spirit, if he told you do this and you did not cut corners, because sometimes God will say A, then you do B. He says, go pick up the person from home every day. He just comes into your heart and that's the word of God. But you now say, oh, the person should be waiting for you at the junction. You know, you've already done something there different from what God said. You know, oh, wait for me and I will pick you up. You know, so yeah, th that's the way I will explain it. Yeah, no, that works. Thank you very much. Um, definitely, it's, you know, just being, that's why you always have to make sure that you're in tune with the Holy Spirit, you know, that you're listening to the Holy Spirit, that you're not trying to cut corners, um, you know, to make sure that your, your sacrifice really is acceptable. So thank you very much. Um, we had some really good comments um, in the, 
comment section on YouTube, uh, you know, Joe says that the story of Abel and Cain um, really helps us to determine how our sacrifice should be. And Lara Bless says that your sacrifice has to cost you something. It's not easy. Um, if it's not, if it's easy, it's not a sacrifice. So it can't be an easy one. It needs to be something that really costs you because, you know, things that are precious are really, you know, think of like your precious gold or your precious jewelry. Um, you know, they cost you a little bit, you know, the plastic stuff that you spray painted doesn't, doesn't cost you anything. So it really needs to be something that is, um, you know, that, that, that costs you. So thank you very much. Um, remember, if you're going to give a sacrifice, our pastor has just said, make sure that you are doing it in love. Make sure that you are honoring the sacrifice, that you are listening to the Holy Spirit to make sure that, you know, you're doing it according to how he wants you to do it, you know, and that you're not, you know, you're not trying to, you're not trying to get there the smart way. Um, I remember that God honors sacrifice. He absolutely honors his word. He honors sacrifice. Um, and I pray that God would just help us to, you know, to, to have a heart of sacrifice, you know, to have a heart of, and not just doing that first initial sacrifice, but making sure that we are also, you know, topping up our sacrifice and that we are doing what we need to do um, to ensure that we are partnering with God in every single thing that we do. Um, so thank you very much for everyone who was able to be a part of this service today. I hope that you've had a great time. I certainly have learned a million and one things today and I, you know, I'm so glad that I was able to be here. So I hope that you all have enjoyed the service as well. We hope you were blessed by that message. You can keep up with more of our content on our social media. God bless you.